Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the VR Download, a weekly show broadcast live from the Upload Virtual Studios, where we bring you the latest news, reviews, comments, and interviews from the VR industry. I am your host, Kyle, and let's see who we have here to my immediate left. Hello, everybody. It's Harry, Upload VR News Writer and Community Moderator. Jamie Feldham, senior editor of the United Kingdom, including Scotland. <laughs> High five. Yeah. This is David Jagno, senior editor, mostly focused on the video games. Ian Hamilton here, managing editor. I got my quest two on Saturday, and I am a bit overwhelmed oh, trying this to is, catch this up. Is, this is the quest two panel, all three of us. Uh, all right. Can you guys see our faces with your low resolution? I don't know. Oh. I can't see you through the screen wow. door. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, well, that's the privilege that it's able yeah. to <laughs> look at them all over Dave there. Is better than us. I had the Quest One. Was it last week or whenever we last broadcast? And I could not yeah. really make out Kyle's blue eyes. I can make them out this week. My All eyes right. are green, so maybe you have some dead pictures <laughs> like uh, Jamie. <laughs> hey, we are also joined by Rob, by the way. He is here, the dead pixel. I can only see him in here, but I, I feel like it's only because we've got very bright visuals in here. And when I'm swinging swords in until you fall, I'm not going to notice it. Let's get into our normal routine of show business. What are we playing this week? David, I think you should go first and tell us what you've been playing this week. Uh, I haven't really been playing much of anything important. You know, nothing noteworthy that anyone would care about. I was <laughs> just recently playing this uh, this new Star Trek uh, VR game. Bridge Crew. You know, it's the one where you go to Hogwarts. Squadrons, everybody. That's what I'm talking about. Star Wars Squadrons. It comes out tonight. Or if you're in Australia, it's already out because you're in the future. Harry yeah, has baby. it. He's, he's downloading it. It unlocked. I checked last night when I, before I went to sleep for this. I was like checking. It was like unlocks in like an hour. Um, that's not fair. Yeah, I feel like rest of the day. That's a- <laughs> yeah, so that's that's the game that has been dominating my my mind really for like the last month. But I just got access to it on Tuesday afternoon. I've only had it for about 48 hours. And maybe, maybe around 10 of those I've been able to spend in it. Um, not as much as I would have liked. You know, I have spent time in it. I've been having to do a lot of writing as well. You can read our review in progress at uploadvira.com. I've played close to half of the story so far. Um, I've done the AI multiplayer mode. I've done you know, all the different practice modes and, and like tutorial modes and stuff like that. So um, I'm really waiting to finish the story and then playing multiplayer once all the servers are live. I'm... I'm just blown away. I mean, it's it's better than I expected, and I already had high expectations. I'm particularly impressed with how good the VR support feels, considering that it's not a VR-only game. The, the two caveats to that are, one, the cutscenes, like this moment here, is a rectangle letterbox that you have to look at that's floating in space. Um, so mm. they don't have, like, actual VR cutscenes. But... Right. Yeah, it's 2D, not 3D. However, mm. like when you're in the hangar, when you're in your cockpit, when you're in the briefing room, all those things are VR. So all the conversations with your crewmates are in VR. Um, so you can talk to Wedge, you know, like in VR. He's there in front of you. You know, like it's pretty cool. Um, and the other caveat is there's no motion controller support. So um, you have to play with keyboard or flight stick slash HOTUS or gamepad. Um, so you cannot play with your uh, motion controllers. You don't have any hand tracking or anything like that. You have played No Man's Sky in yes. VR. How is the flight in 
this game versus the No Man's Sky VR? Mm. Well, it's quite a bit more complex. That's that's the main thing. Um, in No Man's Sky, it's really just you know throttle, turn, shoot. You know that's about it. Um, in this game, it's it's all of that, but you also have to manage your um, power. So you have to route power to your engines or your lasers or your shields. Or um, if you're if you're Empire, then you don't have shields. But and so on, on Empire, what you can do instead is you can actually cut your entire engine entirely, install out, and supercharge your lasers, or cut your lasers entirely and supercharge your engine. So you get kind of an extra mm-hmm. boost on Empire. Yeah, I, I like the way this game controls. Yeah, so it's cool. very. It feels very good. I, I didn't like the keyboard controls. I've heard in other reviews people have mentioned they preferred keyboard, but personally, I didn't like the way it felt with the keyboard and mouse. I I actually liked the gamepad better than keyboard. But that being said, I have no intention of playing this with anything but my flight stick. It just mm-hmm. it feels it feels fantastic. Whenever I'm playing it and I'm in a dogfight or I'm in battle, I can't even like fathom that people are going to play this without VR. It mm-hmm. feels yeah. so good. It's yeah. crazy. It's so amazing that it has VR support too, because I like when we found out about this, we didn't initially know it had VR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's so good, and I was shocked by how good it looks. There's footage in our YouTube channel, and last night when it went up, I went ahead and looked at it. Um, there's also a stream on there now that David just did, but the environments look amazing. It looks sharper in the headset than it does on our YouTube channel. Usually, it's yeah. kind of the reverse. Usually, the flat footage looks better than the headset resolution, but uh, with this game, it was actually like it looks even better in the headset. Yeah, it's amazing. Here's a question. Why do you think people got out of their minds super, super hype for this and that never, ever happened for Vader Immortal? Multiplayer? In Vader Immortal, you play as like a random and you meet Vader. This is like every Star Wars movie. You see this and go, I want to do this. And yep. it's, just, it's just like hyper-focus. To technology fit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. <laughs> I used to love playing that game. And, and I think... I think- I want to give EA a major shout out for having multiple types of input. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know people even back in the day, oh, keyboard and mouse. Oh, I need a, you know, Gravis gamepad or I need or the the Hotas, you know, if you were if you were rich back then and had that. But for them to give you all these options and VR, I mean, EA's all in at this point. It wasn't going to support Hotas on console originally yeah. either. And then they heard that people got so frustrated by that, but like I think it was about 2 weeks ago they put out a, an update saying, yeah, there'll be a day one patch to support it on console. Yeah. Wait, he, he, can yeah. you put back up that screenshot? The uh, one that showed the, the, the little bobblehead? Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Is that a standard thing? or It's a cosmetic little... that you unlock. So whenever you're yeah. playing, uh, you earn two types of currency from multiplayer. Um, you earn glory points, which are used for your pilot customization. And you earn requisition points, which are earned for your cockpit and ship customization. Like little, like bobbleheads are on the left. You get a keychain that you can get on the right. And you also get a hologram on the right. So it's three different cosmetic things that you can add just to add some more personality. So um, by default, you don't have anything, though. So you have to save up to purchase those things. Jamie, but Ian's yep. name tag, and then Ian, but Harry's name tag. I have been playing Until You Fall this week, uh, which came out on Quest and PSVR on Tuesday. Hopefully going to have my review on uh, tomorrow, which is Friday. Shell Games, the guys that did I Expect You to Die, released this on PC like a year ago, early access. Roguelite, dungeon crawler type thing. You keep going. Did they add like exploration or like, are there like, 
puzzles in the levels, or is it all just like one fight to the next, and you just go room to room? Yeah, it's, it's one fight to the next. If you're like a fan of this genre with uh, traditional games, you want to be thinking of games like uh, Dead Cells, Rogue Legacy, um, Hades, which is very popular right now. It's very much Money the same the kind of deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very much the same thing. Randomized levels go in. It's it's a very interesting combat system. It's like this mix of kind of physics-driven heft, but also there's a lot of arcade edge to it. Like you have to hit in certain directions and stuff. It can be a little overwhelming at times. Um, but yeah, no, I I think it's a really really cool game. Uh, the visuals I mean, are fantastic, and it holds up really well on Quest as well. I think it looks really really good on Quest. I think personally, um, and it's also out on PSVR this week. And I think the full version of the PC version is still coming. But yeah, uh, review tomorrow. My only question is: Is it really exhausting? Because like roguelikes, I can't imagine if it's kind of this hack and slashing kind of thing, and you try to do it over and over again, and where mm. that kind of right. Well, that's where they got the name down. for the for the game because you keep playing. Yeah, until exactly. until you just yes exactly it's literal. I played a little bit of it uh, when I first got the S two. It was like the first one of the first things I installed. But I also played it in like seated position and oh, yeah. tried to play it that way with a uh, snap turning and then uh, basically just right in front of you doing the different sort of blocking maneuvers and mm. slashing when the time is right. And I don't know, you know, I'm really glad you got into it deeply jamie it's just i i didn't feel like i could really judge the whole game based on that seated experience you need I, there's it seems like there's a lot of the game in standing it's, and i yeah. yeah and it's it's a tough one as well because again roguelikes by their very nature are designed to be like really really tough from the start you know you're not meant to have, like live for more than a couple of minutes and it takes a couple of hours of like going through the loop leveling up your weapons uh getting used to the mechanics to really like start pushing through the uh different levels that they have there so yeah it's definitely not like the kind of game you can judge by your first couple of goes and i would definitely say play standing because later on there's like enemies that you have to physically duck and uh you can like there's like some powers that require certain moves and stuff um I love this art style personally. I just think I, I think it's it kind of reminds game. me of like if Tron and Iron Maiden had a baby. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty <laughs> wonderful way way and to put it. To, to be fair, also I, I really enjoyed what I did uh, seated. It worked really well. Mm-hmm. What I played of seated and went through probably maybe maybe forty five minutes of those loops. But like mm-hmm. I said, yeah, I, I didn't do the multi hour thing that I really needed to do to get a a really good grasp of everything and those higher mechanics might have been there, but like I'd still seem to work with some of the dodging even in a seated position. I have a feeling yeah. that this game is going to find find its legs on quests mostly because on PC the early access launched the same day as Asgard's Wrath, which was just oh, yeah. uh, just cruel and mean mm-hmm. by Oculus, you know. Like I don't know what what they had against it, like why they chose that. I don't know whose decision that was, but it was it was not good for Until You Fall because they have similar combat styles, mm-hmm. um, but Asgard's Wrath is you know like a massive multi million dollar funded AAA game, whereas Shell's Shell you know they're they're a smaller studio. This is a roguelike. It's meant to be repetitive to to master it rather than you know a twenty five thirty hour RPG. So it, it's just a different type of game, and they got compared a lot unfairly. Yeah, they did that, and that was a tough sticking point i mean i think they've come out of it like fairly well i think the game was 
pretty had a pretty solid following this year like tracking it but yeah yeah i definitely agree i definitely agree and it, you know it's one of those games the benefits of coming out like now which means it's kind of not quite but kind of a launch title for quest 2 it's going to have a, that much more visibility compared to a lot of other titles going yeah. into uh in two weeks time which is really going to help it i think now is the now is the time to launch if you're looking for a quest launch like between now and two weeks time it's like you yeah, exactly. the top of the, the shop the mm-hmm. is done. I really wonder what sales we're going to see on October 13th. I, I really wonder, are devs free to kind of like do that $2, $3 discount yeah, on the Oculus Store? Because you know, I, I don't think there's, I guess, similar in terms of amount of content. But I think in like content pricing and, and stuff, like I think about the Switch and the eShop Store and the Switch. Yeah. And like there's a lot of stuff I've read about how developers on that will just discount by like 20% and it leads to a ridiculous increase in sales. We, we, like so yeah, we specifically have uh, on our site, uh, Waltz of the Wizard dropped from $10 to $8 and had its biggest sale day ever on Oculus Quest. Yeah, that's more or less what I'm wondering if, if a lot of devs, why they wouldn't do that right on October you know, 13th to 15th. Yeah, it seems like yeah. there, there's a lot of people out there, especially with VR, that... It's almost like a principle that they don't buy games at full price. And so they just wait for a sale. It's so true. And, and as soon as that sale hits, so even if it's 10% off, head. then, you know, the floodgates open and people buy it. It's just, mm. yeah, it happens all the time on Steam. It does. But then we don't know how much control, you know, Facebook has over that element. It's like, mm. you know, like, especially with like the success they've seen, I think they've been pretty stringent with the sales so far. They've probably been like two or three. And I, when they're when they're launching on the 13th and they've got all this new content coming out as well and they i mean they'll they'll you know people will buy beat saber for full price on the on launch day you know why why would someone buy until you fall if they could buy journey of the gods and super hot together for the same price if they're on sale yeah i also think it's interesting maybe we're reaching the end of this point now but i remember when i got my quest like a bit more than a year ago now um and like there was when I got it, you could scroll through everything pretty quickly. Like there was an end to the, the shop listing. You got like browse all. Whereas now you still can, but we're just getting to the point where I think it's starting to get bigger, big enough that you probably wouldn't like just go browse all and scroll through, which I think will be like an interesting uh, tipping point from yeah. here on. Because like, you know, when I got it, it was like, oh, these are all the things I can get. That's how much they're all priced. I guess I'll get this, this, and this because it's kind of the best like value or whatever. Whereas you're never probably anymore going to scroll through every single listing because it's just too many now. Um, I think that probably changed the way people, especially people who just get a headset, uh, kind of choose what to buy it first off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good point. Harry, did you play anything fun this week? Whether it was fun is the is the is the tricky part. I, I played Minecraft on PSVR because uh, that got PSVR support somehow, only like two weeks ago or something. Um there was a Rift version, of course, that came out uh, three years ago, I think. I think it was and, even like 2016. But no, tw- no, 2017, you're right. I think yeah. it's been a while. I think it was 2017, and, and then motion control support was, like touch control support was added after the fact. It was like I think a year mm-hmm. after or something. But the, the problem with this like PSVR version of Minecraft, and it, I really struggled with it because of this kind of the focus of my review, which will be going up soon, is that uh, doesn't it only supports the dual shock, which like is not a problem in and of itself. Um, but instead of finding a solution for the crosshair, all they've done is map the crosshair to the center of your view, so you have to move your head. Mm-hmm. To everything. So it's like uh, um, I, I remember Eve Gunjack oh, on the 
on the oh, year yeah. ago. That was a, a face shooter, as they used to call him. Yeah. Like that's like a whole age of VR. I, I forget. <laughs> Smash Hit was a good face shooter. Okay, it was. It was. All right. That's, that's, one. One. that's what I mean. Like it's such a like that triggers like a memory in you from like a long ago. And this is like a game that came out last week. That's why it concerns. <laughs> that's a great way to and put like, it. And the weird thing is, is that like you know they were they they don't have move controller support, which would be the obvious one. Um, and it's kind of unfathomable that it doesn't have move controller support. But if we ignore that. They could use the dual shock to like with the gyroscopic kind of light bar combination to just be able to yeah, twist it and use the crosshair that way, which other games far do. Point, those games literally do that for your gun. Dreams, yeah. dreams let you do it. Um, and yeah, they let you shoot with a gun to do that. So it's like it's got to be accurate enough. It's just man, it's so bad. The other the other thing to that point is obviously everyone wants to see Minecraft on Quest as well, and the developers on Reddit a couple of weeks ago were like. Well, that would take extra work because we'd have to think about room scale and all these other things. And it's like, first of all, no, yeah. you don't. You can just do it this way yeah. as well if you wanted to. But second of all, you've already done this in another version and you don't seem to be aware of and, that. Which, I mean, <laughs> granted, it's a huge, huge project. But, you know, yeah. um, I, I, just, but, I just remembered something. I, I was thinking back. Uh, Minecraft's sticking too. point. Yeah. Uh, yes. Minecraft. <laughs> Microsoft's sticking point with Minecraft 2 has been OpenXR support. They have more or less, I think they more or less stopped VR, uh, you know, actively developing new updates for VR until they could sort of align around OpenXR support. And I haven't heard clearly whether the PSVR version of uh, Minecraft is OpenXR compatible, but as I recall, I think the OpenXR standard uh, doesn't have input uh, standardized in the same way that um, uh, the headset, like the way they give you stuff in the headset is standardized. So like, mm-hmm. there's like an interoperable s- standard for how we get visuals to your eyes and audio to your ears. But as I recall, I think there was a little bit separate part of the OpenXR standard that kind of encompassed motion controls and input in general. And it's, it was like it's like there is part of the standard, but it's kind of like almost a separate element, as I recall. Um, I don't know if if that has any kind of issue here with why we don't have motion yeah, control. That would be interesting. But I mean, I think the problem is is that the game is like it's not just like uncomfortable. The game is pretty much unplayable. I've, anyone who's ever played Minecraft will know that there are times where you like quickly rearrange your inventory or quickly place blocks um, or quickly mine stuff. It, it's all kind of like you get into these quick routine actions. Um, you don't even think about them. But on this version of the game, it's like not only like just very hard to do those, but um, it's like next training too because you're trying to build a house and mm. you're like. <laughs> and it's like I'm constantly like shifting my head, and he's not like, like you know, ten degree increments. Block here, block was here, block was here, block was here. Next, block was here. My roommate like walked into the lounge room. He's like, "What are you doing? Because you look ridiculous." And like, if you had to fight zombies and you're trying to run away from them, you had to like run and position the crosshair. It's just like it's like a game. Man. It just doesn't work. <laughs> Remember when Minecraft was coming out for the uh, Hololens? Mm. Uh, anyone? Yeah, anyone? Yeah. That's the really cool demonstration, right? That they showed on stage that 
right, one e three. Yeah. I was even into this stuff. I remember seeing that and being like, "Wow, that looks oh, really cool!" Yeah. And then being like, "That'll never happen," and it never did. Where they yeah. had the the hologram that everyone yeah. could see in the audience, and then the people wearing the glasses, yeah. and it made you think, "Oh, wow, that's yeah. that's that's what it looks like. That's crazy." It's like they're, yeah, it meant like they were projecting so Minecraft into the stage. <laughs> yeah. and that's not how it works. Yeah, yeah. it was. It also right. just speaks to a they, weird they, kind they, of a version. Oh no. I just just gonna say it just speaks to a weird kind of yeah. a version with PlayStation Move controllers at the moment, like Hitman as well, which is coming out soon, but doesn't have Move controller yeah. support. And yeah, why? It's it's true. yeah. And who knows if the new controllers? I want I want to take those Move controllers, very true. And I want to I want to put a bag over someone's head and, sh- and just and then yeah, and then you just gotta do it tighter. I got that's, that's your VR Hitman for a minute, and you just really. I was like, where's he going with this joke? What is he referring to? No, it's actually funny that you mentioned that because Manhunt 2 on the Nintendo Wii, that's a game with motion controller support where you can beat people to death with Wii controllers. This is true. It's a deep I'm kind of yes. hoping, I'm kind of hoping that Hitman has finger tracking so I can, you know, do the old <laughs> eye gouge, you know, just regular. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can be like, like on this Game of Thrones. This is our like yeah. actual version uh, of yeah. the Three Stooges. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, reach out, rip your tongue as out. Someone... <laughs> and as I think of really the <laughs> Hitman games, I'm just imagining you guys doing this and, like, you know, you're walking through, like, a, a New York bank and one of you just walks up to the other person just, like, smashes the eyes. Like, you're not going to get away with that, guys. No. <laughs> it's going to be pretty no, 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 no. subtle. But then I'll have a gun and just, you know. I think anyway. Once you guys started, let, let's get into the first piece of news. I'm going to get you guys started and I'm going to have to jump out and replug my headset in because uh, my battery is dangerously low. So the first piece of news for this episode, yes, we are going to do news, believe it or not. Uh, it's about the <laughs> HP, the HP Reverb G2, uh, I'm going to say this wrong, Omnicept. Yes, they said it run. Edition. Omnicept. It's face and eye tracking coming in 2021. Uh, face and eye tracking. Who, who wants to tackle this? Ian. Ian. Yeah, I wasn't sure if my hands were showing up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'll raise my hand. Uh, so that is, so we did this media briefing with HP where they explained what this device was going to be. It's coming early 2021 and it's going to be basically the entire G2 that we already have heard about the valve powered sort of system here, uh, with, uh, valve audio, valve lens technology is going to have a face sensor pointed down at the face to capture mouth movements as well as Toby's eye tracking inside the lenses or in the sort of inside the headset area. So you can track Get your eye movements. Um, I've always found some of those eye tracking solutions and some of Toby's tracking. do you sometimes notice the light, uh, the, like the infrared light from the cameras. <laughs> I, I have, and I've talked to Toby about that and he says he'll get right on it. <laughs> all right so i i can't wait to talk about the game that we're under embargo the playing together with you online is like it's just so it's such a different experience oh, yeah. like to like just get sick in vr with two people that don't get sick in vr very often <laughs> and like sit there behind trying to like crawl behind you as i'm 
try not to vomit on the ground as you guys just jump across the landscape or, the Someone, inner, or fly you're not around. Experience. You're not physically downed in the game, but we mean David are having to protect you as if you've already been shot down, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyway. back to the H2, HP Omnicept, right? So you've got the eye tracking, you've got the mouth tracking, and then it's also got uh, more or less at the top of the temple, uh, right where kind of the the... the motion sensor is on the headset to detect whether a quest is on your head or lots of other headsets mm-hmm. on your head, there's a heart rate sensor. And so uh, more or less this headset can track your pulse, what you're looking at at any given moment, and your the expression on your face. And uh, the pricing was being, they were being kind of vague on the pricing. I don't know if anyone else got it out of them. Uh, if, if someone did, let us know in the comments. I, w- it was asked during the briefing, and they didn't really say. In the document, what they say uh, for this headset, that application developers, they're seeking a 2% cut of revenue on profit uh, for developers that use the APIs that these sensors more or less deliver uh, to the developer. So uh, I don't know. Lots of people out there haven't tried eye tracking. Uh, it's you know unknown. You think about like the circle of people who have tried VR being very small. The, the circle of people who have tried eye tracking in VR is way, way, way smaller. And mm-hmm. it can feel like a superpower when it's done right, where uh, I can be looking at Harry and grab an object on the table here and throw it to him. And because the software knows exactly where I'm looking the moment that the thing leaves my hand, every throwing action in every VR game everywhere could improve tenfold using the knowledge of my eye being directed at Harry with the knowledge of the information of the of how fast I'm releasing it when it releases from my hand. You combine those things and you've got really impressive throwing in every VR game when typically VR games are hit and miss with that. I mean, is that fair to say like some games could be oh, awful yeah. Yeah. with their yeah. throwing? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, absolutely. So overnight, that can change uh, with eye tracking that's really good in a headset. And that's not even to begin to talk about foveated rendering and the performance savings and the increased resolution you might be able to get out of that out of your system mm. with really good foveated rendering, which, again... One of the things we haven't really seen it take off because I'm not convinced it works 100% of the time. And that's kind of the bar for shipping a mass market consumer product is it really it really does need to work 100% of the time. One, one major, major problem, though, is if we use them here in the studio, it would uh, be really hard for me to take quick naps during uh, conversations. <laughs> and I don't know how I feel about when, that. When the gamers want to turn off, the, I don't care how it works. Just let me strangle people. Yeah. Um, that is that's I, your I, nap time. Yeah. I've had a few like VR interviews where like someone's given me an answer I didn't like and I rolled my eyes and I thought, yeah. you only got a limited, only limited <laughs> amount of time of that working. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, of course, that scene in Ready Player One, and it was even in the book, too, where it really detailed the, the ability to switch oh, off the emotion pressure, emotional, emotional suppression. suppression. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with just like one button, it's funny to imagine that kind of being here next year or the year after if stuff like this is kind of in a future headset like Quest, you know, a Quest Pro or something like that. If they, if they really pick it up market like Carmack kind of hid, hinted in his keynote. 
we could maybe have like something with those kinds of sensors in a future quest for a couple hundred dollars more, but I don't know how many mm. hundreds of dollars more. Mm. Quest 3 Pro Face Edition. Did anyone uh, think it would take Carl this long to, to charge his headset? No, but, you know... His name is still no, there, too, so it seems like... I don't even bridge. think he's disconnected. It's okay. Hang on. Harry, what's, go, Harry, what's the, this is a B2B anyway, thing. It's too expensive. What, what's next? Anyway, folks, this is my Kyle impression. Okay. Speaking of eye-tracking, maybe there's an onslaught of it in the future. That was an excellent review. Oh my god, that was fantastic. What was the news? I missed it. Um, (laughs) Well, (laughs) there's been an onslaught of news. The Walking Dead onslaught is. uh, It's a game. It is. It's a game, isn't it? It's uh, highly, it highly unfortunate, but it is out for people to buy. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, David, tell us about about this one, which you have played, and luckily also I played. playing and got to play Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, um, Walking Dead Onslaught was pretty disappointing. Um, it's a game that I originally played a year, about a year and a half ago. Um, actually, even longer than that, I played a tech demo like two years ago. Um, but at E three twenty nineteen, my demo. Um, it was so it's undergone a lot of changes so obviously walking dead saints and sinners came out at the beginning of the year from skydance and that's a fantastic game one of the best vr games to date i think um anyone that's played it and enjoys stealth or horror they probably agree like it's an amazing game um Mm. super interactive incredible atmosphere just an all-around fantastic fantastic immersive vr game and uh walking dead onslaught is basically none of those things and I, I don't, I don't mean that to be like super rude or mean, but I'm um, given Servius track record. Well, hold, hold on now, hold on, wait a second. <laughs> given Servius's track record, you know, with games like Raw Data and Creed and Westworld and um, I mean Sprint Factory, like they made so many VR games. Um, so I expected um, there to be a certain a polish and attention to detail that just wasn't really there. And mm-hmm. I, th- I think a lot of that roots from the fact that originally this was going to be a co-op arcade style game and they mm-hmm. pivoted to focusing more on the story and they removed all co-op features. And um, as a result, they're, who could have predicted yeah, I know, I know, right? a bad idea? And they, 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 they literally <laughs> took away the one differentiating factor they had with Saints and Sinners. Yeah. Like the one thing that could have been like, oh, I like Walking Dead, but I want to play with my friends. Okay, I'll get Onslaught. Like, I don't, you can't even do that. Yeah. I, I don't like Knives at Break. Who? <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, so that's another thing. There's no weapon degradation at all which is weird for a game like this. Like, so you literally like the, the, the base knife that you get at the beginning of the game can easily just slide in and out of a zombie's head, like butter, almost like no force required. So you can just go around and stab entire hordes without any risk of injury. Yeah. See, like, this is the artistry of upload VR. It's just the fine, the fine differences between zombie killing is something is. that I don't think anyone else can describe <laughs> as well as these two right here. So that's, 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 that's let's, accurate. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it for the the kids at home. All right. So, The Walking Dead onslaught, like that, straight out. Okay. But now you're gonna have to like work with me here, David. The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, much more physics driven. Like I, I I stab in really hard, and then like as I, oh god, oh god, 
And then as I move my hand around, move your head, move with me, stop it, <laughs> like that. Whoa, whoa, how realistic. And there you see the nuance that really separates there it is. saints and sinners from Onslaught. So much nuance in that the, performance. Nuance yeah, it really was there. Good. Yes. Yeah. I did I did feel like that was one of my best performances, actually. I feel I feel sad <laughs> because I really like Servios. I think they're such a great developer. I think they've had such a good output up until now. I think they must have had I, I tweeted this earlier. I think they must have had such a tough year looking at the success of Saints and Sinners and trying to figure out what this game is. I I mean, taking out the co-ops, it sounds like it probably was like a technical decision, right? Like they were, they probably got to a point well, looking at it. I'm like, wondering, I'm wondering if like, you know, AMC is obviously more involved with um, Onslaught because it's based on the show, whereas yeah. Saints and Sinners has no connection to the show whatsoever. So I'm thinking AMC is like, okay, we gave you the IP, we gave you the characters, we gave you Daryl and Rick and Michonne and Carol. Like, Saints and Sinners, story-focused game. So how about you guys pivot yeah. to that more, because that worked. And so I think yeah. my that's what my that gut says is what happened. I don't know if that's true. Um, but also, the other thing, too, is that the... the the half of the game, so ba- the game split into two halves, right? You have the story mode, which are just linear campaign missions with Daryl talking in your ear and narrating over a campfire while you kill stuff. And then you have these scavenge missions where you go get dropped into a city and you are then required to go pick your way through the city looting while a red fog is closing in on the level to represent, air quotes here, the horde. So you don't Uh-oh. actually see a zombie horde. It's literally fog, so like Fortnite Aww. or PUBG. That, and if you stand inside the fog, it kills you slowly over time, just like in Fortnite. No, like it doesn't make any sense. It's just the the, uh, the one like great part about The Walking Dead, like as a show slash comic. I've, I've read the comics too. Was like the whole. It was like you know, yeah, that was like the cool element that they had of their zombie thing was this giant and hordes of zombies. And uh, mm-hmm. they made it a red frog. It's just, you know, it's, you can't do that. Your description of the horde is such an interesting one. Cause I was wondering if the, if the issue here was uh, the realization midway that they really needed to be on quest um, and ripped out pieces to make it run on quest eventually. Mm. Is it, is it be. launch on quest or is it coming? No, to there's no announcement for a quest version at all. Actually. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, sure. Well, uh, what if, it, they, it what if they ripped out those pieces like that? What? Yeah. What if AMC was like it needs to be on Quest? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's AMC. I can certainly see them being. I can see that needs to be on Quest, and then that could also play into the fact that co-op got removed because I I will point out uh, three Mm. things that I really did like. One, Norman Reedus is an excellent voice actor. He reprises his role as Daryl Dixon. He does a great job. Um, It's the original voice actor for Carol as well. Unfortunately, Rick and Michonne are not the show's actors, and you can tell immediately. It's not like Rick at all. Yeah. And you play as Rick a lot, and you hear his voice a lot, and it's very okay, obvious. Yeah. Just, just kind of talking to him, talking um, back to him. The The other oh, thing right. is the settlement in Alexandria. It's actually really cool the way you collect supplies and build it up over time. You can see the village coming to life and new buildings springing up and more people coming to your settlement. It's pretty cool. And the other thing, too, is um, visually, it's it's okay, but the gore especially is is pretty good. Um, like, with the zombies, you can really, like, you can chop off limbs. You can, like, get pretty intricate with stuff. Um, so they did a good job on that angle of it. 
How David, good is uh, like Norman Reedus's face in the animation? Sorry, Ian. Yeah. Just as good as it is in real life. Is it like good animation? Yeah, it's, like, it's like pretty stiff. It looked, yeah. No, yeah, Kyle's right. He's he's not a very emotive guy. So <laughs> it's not it's, uh, it's not exactly Creed. like Oh. Talk about Creed. I'm gonna make it. I wanted to compare it to like an, uh, another movie adaptation. Like I just wanted to understand like another adaptation from the same studio. Like how does it compare to Creed? And Creed obviously came out on Quest uh too, right? But um it didn't port well from the, from one headset to the other, and I'm at least initially. What do you think of sort of uh, this as an adaptation of a movie property or a TV property? Is this like even in a top ten list, or is it just down? Like, uh, if you're purely going off of like how much does it make you feel like you're in the show? Um, no, I, I wouldn't say it's the top ten. <laughs> no. <laughs> However, what I will so say, thing you're trying to, to trying to get no, a better <laughs> a better Serbia adaptation than Creed was Westworld Awakening. That was yeah. a very very good VR game oh, that does a that. really yeah. good job. I haven't played that. I want to play that. I just I wonder where they go from here. Yeah, I think because... this is my gameplay. I, yeah, yeah. You did, wait, hold on. I think the moment is coming up with the best bug oh. that I found. <laughs> it's it's oh, coming yeah, up very is, soon. I, I don't know exactly well where. I think, I think it's at two minutes and eighteen seconds. I don't know if Heaney wants to jump forward. Heaney got trans- the only reason I time. know that is because one of the one of the top comments pointed out the timestamp, and it, it's oh yeah, it's very it's worth up. it. It's that zombie in the chair there. It's happening. It's yeah, about to happen. it's about to happen right now. Yep, yep, right here. You go right. If you're listening to the podcast, I'm sorry. Go to the upload of your YouTube channel and look at my onslaught gameplay at 218. Here you go. <laughs> wait, wait, wait for it. Oh, oh, wait, no. wait for it. Wait for it. And wham. Gone. <laughs> oh, the ultimate zombie killing machine. There you go. Wow. Oh, poor Servios, man. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I, I, so I wonder where they're going a... from, from here because. Yeah, um, I shared a video in, on on Reddit that was on Reddit of the. Uh, I think there's a delay in my audio yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I there was a That's video cool. on Reddit of somebody walking around going like, you know, shake, 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 Sonora, you know, Harry Belafonte, and just like slamming on people. It was hilarious. I've thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah. And there's an example. Everything is stapled down. You can't touch oh. or pick up anything. Oh. That always oh, really annoyed so me. Is. I don't know. It was one of the few things actually that annoyed me um, in Alex, which I get was kind of a point that was brought up a couple of times. I saw, you know, it's like, uh, I, I don't even, I'm not even sure if it was Boneworks made me expect it, but just there were certain things that looked like you'd be able to kind of grab them and you couldn't. Oh, yeah. I always hate that. It always really. I feel like that's one of the like top cardinal sins of VR game development. Yeah. At, at this that's point like, now it is. I think it's like a yeah. it's like a marker of 2016 game development. It's that stapled down stuff. And yeah. we yeah. kind of we saw Saints and Sinners. I remember you guys looking at it earlier this year and saying this is like Boneworks. Uh those three games, Alex, Boneworks, and Saints and Sinners have this physical mm. level of interaction that needs to be kind of the basis of the future of VR games. And it sounds like mm. this missed the mark there. 
Yeah, or, it does look like a game that's been in development for a long time, and then like quickly change some things at the end, and it's kind of like, whoa, what, you know, there's it that, looks. In, there's that OP knife, everybody. One set kills. How would I see with that one? I wonder if, if you could interrupt. do this in the Walking Dead universe. No one would have problems. I wonder yeah, if you were going to say the pistol. The pistol you get it takes three headshots down to down a zombie. <laughs> so, Jamie, I wonder if you were going to mention this earlier. Uh, Servios has a lot of their companies sort of interested in location-based VR. I think uh, yeah. they they kind of had their own arcade space for a while, and their games were always kind of built in such a way that they could work well in arcade situations yeah. that and i don't know if again this isn't a good time for the arcades we've well, got literally john carmack on record saying uh he thinks it's location-based vr has taken a uh what do you call it a fatal hit i think was the word he used yeah he, he was something like that the, the other thing i was i mean that's that's one part of it um that i hadn't i'd forgotten about the arcades actually but i was also just thinking about their their slate going forward right now we know that they are making a Puzzle, uh, bubble bubble game for quest which doesn't sound too exciting and uh they're actually making like a 2d version of creed for the switch which is their first non-vr game so i'm i'm worried that which after is weird this, yeah. yeah after this and what was the other game they released at the end of last year the pirate ship game battle wake was it battle week yeah, yeah that, that, didn't, that didn't seem to take off either so i'm just i'm just worried because they're such a good dedicated vr developer and i want to see them you know move past this kind of bad period because they were so they were so strong early on i think we could really do well for them i don't know if this is in development at all but uh raw data too you know like that that was the game that put them on the map yeah hey i have a question is yeah is 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 creed going from a vr game because it was initially a vr game into a 2D for another yep. platform. Is that the first time a made-for-VR game has been turned into it's, a 2D game? No, I don't think so. No, um, no is it the same I mean, game? A fair few times. It's it's it, They take it out. Uh, it's more like a 2D brawler. Like, um, uh, what do I mean? Like a beat-em-up. Uh, so you're not actually in is, his... Is it meant to be the same game, though? Like, or is it... I don't like know if like the content inside of the game is but is the same, but it's a third person yeah. beat him up now. Um, I'd imagine, but right. it will use all the same yeah. assets and everything. I'm sure, uh, making it very easy to make from that perspective. Yeah. So you based yeah. on your analysis of how the gun works, if it shot knives, that would be more accurate and better than if it shot bullets. <laughs> <laughs> that is I mean, a great I, I, idea. Without even. Without even sound or anything, this looks super unsatisfying. Yeah. Just the gun. Like, the knife, you were going through people, and then you get a gun, and it's, like, useless. I it just, I don't know. And I want to... I will say, caveat the, here, you get better yeah. guns, you can upgrade your guns, they become better, but yeah, it's just so weird that start, usually, too. like, in a game like this, you, you find a gun, and you're like, oh, my God, finally, thank you, yes. Yeah. And this game, it's like, what, why it's do weird. I... This is useless. <laughs> and because, again, going back to like the whole immersion thing we were talking about, like Star Wars, like if you're playing out the kind of, um, you know, immersion fantasy of Walking Dead, it's like finding the gun and being like, oh my God, now I'm completely. Because in the show, you know, when they have guns, it's like, woohoo, like you're on a good streak, you know? It's kind of like you've missed that whole kind of immersion, that level of immersion there. Am, am I the only one yeah. that sees the fade in and then there's Norman Reedus and you're like, oh, this is Skyrim, right? Yeah. 
It kind of felt <laughs> like, oh, oh, you're, you're finally awake. Me. Yeah. You're finally awake. <laughs> you finally he awake. He took an arrow to the knee. Uh, yeah, we, we heard it the first time. No, yeah, but I did. I, you didn't laugh hard enough. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, am I can we do that about too? Else Repeat my jokes YouTube. until I get the laugh I want. Awesome. Should we? Uh, no, 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 our, our our favorite uh, virtual desktop developer, Guy Godin, has uh, made the Oculus Quest 2 already run the PC VR at 90 hertz. So don't worry about it, Oculus. Guy's got you killed. <laughs> Who wants uh, to talk about this? This is so often the case. This is my favorite. All right. All right. This is my favorite story of the week. And uh, <laughs> when you guys were talking about your games uh, earlier in the week, this is what I was doing with the Quest 2. Very first, you know, I, I basically got the Quest 2 from Facebook. And uh, the, almost the next day, I had a message in my inbox saying, hey, you, do you want to see Quest uh, to run PCVR games wirelessly at 90 hertz? So I installed the latest version of Virtual Desktop, and boom, it said 90 uh, in the corner there. And I went and tried a couple of my sort of games that I always turn to, uh, Beat Saber and pistol whip to kind of like measure how they feel because i've i've played those games so much on every platform they're kind of like my how many base. hours do you have on pistol whip it's got to be in the 60s plus uh nice. 60s. i'm it guessing i don't know unfathomable but you do you but i cannot imagine 60 hours in pistol whip but oh my god that's a record anyway so you must be really good at shoot stuff it's no uh, no, I, I, I've done like 55 of those hours. Only the vast majority of those hours in is, the background. Yeah. With well, all right. So this is. I want to talk about virtual desktop, and then is it is it separate on their infinite office? I would love. This is the other thing I did this week. I would love for he need to get infinite office video from Facebook Connect up on here so I can talk about it, but. I was super impressed with 90 hertz mode in virtual desktop. It felt really good. And I am a stickler for getting stomach, uh, you know, getting really sick really fast. If you've got like uneven terrain in your video game or in your VR game, like I'm going up, up and down stairs and turning a lot. It can make me sick really, really fast. Um, and especially like yeah, if you, it's it's funny like all those things that are like so, so you, you forget about them in video games like going off of curbs, is such a small thing in a video game, but in a VR game it can make you feel uh, really uncomfortable really fast if you're not careful. And so like there's games out there that do that, and having 90 hertz can really assist in lots of situations where other things might make you feel uncomfortable. So I are you. This feature is needed by a lot of people. Um, it's loved by a lot of people. And then uh, more or less, I reached out to Facebook coincidentally to try to confirm what the information is about 90 hertz mode when in the Quest 2 launches. And there was some uh, very particular verbiage in there that like 90 hertz mode is going to be there sometime after 
Quest 2's launch, you will only be able to have access as like an experimental feature that you turn on in the menu at launch and you only get access to like home and browser at 90 hertz. So only pieces of the Oculus Quest experience uh, are going to be at this higher frame rate at launch on Quest 2. Yet he has technically turned this on in his virtual desktop app. It's going to be turned off, I think, at launch for everyone else. So I got, I more or less snuck in there in this window where it was turned on my headset. Guy had turned it on uh, with his headset, even though he didn't have access to a Quest 2. Now, I will say this. Guy got a Quest 2 the day after my article ran. Maybe mm. there's that. <laughs> Could be but uh, no one else gets 90 hertz mode uh, as a result. So, so Guy got a Quest 2, but no one else gets 90 hertz mode uh, at launch. <laughs> Uh, so, I you think, know, I think, suck, give, and take it away. Oh, uh, man. I think that is quite a disappointment, to be honest, that it's not launching with 90 hertz. I think that would be a really... I know you'll you turn on experimentally, but it, if it had been something that had been more, kind of, would be more widely available at launch, I think that would be a really uh, significant deal. And it's a shame that it's kind of got this asterisk of, like, coming at some undefined defined point, mm-hmm. you know? Well, you know, I, I was watching David's stream today, and I was watching the comments, and I saw a very large number of comments. We had hundreds of people watching, and lots of people that are they're getting into VR for the first time, or just really don't know what to buy in this coming season, or, or how it all works. And I saw so many people asking, like, what's virtual desktop? And are you using virtual desktop? And what is Oculus Link? And what are you using right now? And David answered like four or five people over that stream explaining, no, I'm not actually using virtual desktop right now. I'm using Link and just using some regular old third-party USB cable. And not a lot of people realize, like, you don't need virtual desktop. It's like, this is a lot of people out there think you need virtual desktop in Mm -hmm. order to get PC VR on a Quest. I think there's that misunderstanding out there because it's such a popular piece of software uh, and so many people sort of swear by that wireless streaming feature. Um, and because it was around before Link I2, right? So it has this kind of um, yeah. you know, infamy that the, it was out before it was doing this before, you know, and it was, of course, it was removed and all that kind of stuff. I see it the side of it. So I think it does have this level of like infamy because it was out before Link ever was. Too. In the name of it, too. It's certainly really gotten really infamy inside Facebook. You know. Boy, there's a delay in my audio, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's because you—that's why your your lips moving before you speak. I think, but yes, there is a bit of yeah. a delay in your audio. But yeah, so, the, name of, the name of the I, app I guess itself I, makes it seem like you should have to have it. I mean, virtual desktop as a name sounds yeah. very like necessary. So, so good on you, Guy. <laughs> the thing I want to. The thing I want to segue into here, if Heaney can get the video of Infinite Office, is uh, more or less, I'll, I'll call this uh, Facebook's competi- com- competition for virtual desktop. So uh, I kind of did this um, more or less uh, all week long. I've been getting into the browser and playing with it. And uh, that's what they more, Facebook has said that the browser is running at 90 hertz on our headsets uh, in this early mode. And that's what will be activated at 90 hertz uh, if you turn on the experimental tab, I believe, at launch. 
But uh, you can go into Oculus Browser and pull up three browser windows at once right now. This I've done this. And what I did was I had Moonrider.xyz in the right browser window. Now, that's a Beat Saber knockoff that's more or less exactly Beat Saber, but powered by lots and lots of songs. And it all runs entirely in the browser window. Then I had Twitter in a second browser window. And I had uh, our website as like a, a third browser window or a YouTube video as a third browser window. And I've tried a couple different things. Couldn't get Netflix to work, but I could get YouTube to work. And then there, uh, that's not there yet. You can't resize the windows quite yet. They're just these three equally sized things. You can change, you can like choose pre-selected sizes for the windows. You can't specifically say, I want this one to be like a really small thing in the corner. And I want this one to be a really big one. You can't do that yet. It's very simple, but this is the future of Facebook's work from home pitch this is uh you know you guys can go on and on and on about games all day i love games i love games in vr but this is facebook's pitch that vr is bigger than games uh in this piece of software and carmack in his keynote we've got his uh keynote uh on our website a couple times broken down in different ways but he says that he thinks vr headsets the quest 2 level of headsets are probably good enough to replace certain laptop tasks. And when you think of being able to put on a headset, have three windows that are perhaps somewhere between 720 and 1080p, and I can have YouTube running on one of them, I can have a VR game running in another, and I can have my job running in a third one, maybe it's Slack or Twitter or Google Docs. And then I've got a keyboard and mouse in front of me that is recognized by the system. And uh, I actually, I, I have that keyboard that they're showing. I think it's this keyboard in this uh, trailer. So that as soon as Facebook more or less turns on this feature, I want to more or less experience what it's like to kind of have, I hope we can go beyond three on the Quest 2. But like, if you can have six browser windows open once, you've got your... Google Docs, your email, your Twitter, all the browser windows you would have open on a PC, and you've got them sitting around you in VR, plus a pass-through view of your environment, which is there by default. You can turn on the AR pass-through view of the environment. You are more or less uh, using this VR headset as an AR headset and doing all of your work in virtual reality, and it's, it's a really, really promising, interesting use of VR. Do you actually want to do that in VR with this headset, though? Because, like, with the current Quest, I would not... It's just a bit too heavy, and just a bit... The screen's not too high-detailed that I wouldn't really want to do that uh, as a kind of... Even this is an experiment to try. Would you actually want to sit inside this for using the internet for a long time? Uh, it's... I can't, I can't answer that question until there's a couple more roadblocks removed. Yeah. Um, like I agree. Yes, it's super heavy. Yes, I'll get uncomfortable after 15 minutes. But there, this whole system that we're discussing removes several roadblocks from making that possible today. So I have that keyboard that they show in this trailer. That uh, more or less, I've got my hand tracking used right now. I put my fingers down on the keyboard. The browser window thinks I'm still using finger input and trying to pinch the letters across uh, on the other uh, side of the room while trying to type on this keyboard. And it's yeah. getting confused about which one I'm using. 
So in the Oculus browser activated right now, they've actually got two alternative input systems that are extremely interesting. One is send to my phone and the Oculus app on your phone pops up with a text field window where you can right. type in text using your phone, looking out the eye hole of your quest and then send that text to your quest. So like if you've got a password stored in a password app on your phone, you could go grab that, paste it into the field, and then send that to your quest using this system uh, in the Oculus browser. Um, the other thing is voice dictation. So you can obviously use the, the voice dictation window. Um, those things are both there right now. And as soon as this headset is smart enough to know whether I'm trying to pinch the letters over there or I've got my fingers resting on this keyboard, you're going to unlock a lot of possibilities that are it's useless to use today. Like it's, it is a really a, a heck of a pain to use right now. But as soon as that software gets a little bit smarter, it, I'm really curious to answer that question. I feel like what you didn't see in this trailer was Misha, the, the woman she was talking to, texting her in some of that screen saying, can you please get off the Quest 2 so you can actually be more productive with real working tools? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I, Ian, I agree with you. I, I, like, with, I never doubted that like work and, and these things are like the big feature of VR and like whatever, like I'm pretty sure this would be a pretty crappy experience when they first use it. Like I would never like trade it for when I first, uh, when like just using my normal desktop, but it's a start. That's the thing, right? Like however bad it is, it's a start. Mm. And that's a good point. Yeah. There has I just to be a how much the... Yeah. Yeah. I just wonder too, how much, the like upgrade in the resolution and therefore you know text will be a bit clearer and things will uh, look crisper and the 90 hertz how much how much of the way they go to making it like closer to something you would want to to use when so, the features get put in the thing i wanted to the, but aside from the work angle the work angle is one thing but I, I want to make sure that there's a really clear picture painted of how cool it was to have a a VR game playing in a browser window and I could click one button and then be playing Beat Saber and press the button to get back to the browser and go back to work. And then actually what I could do is play the music from the Beat Saber game while oh. I'm doing work. And it would still yeah. play because it's a multi-browser window. And I could listen to the music that I was just Beat Sabering to while, while working and then I've got, you know, like the social stuff going over here in another browser window. You just gave me but a it really was, cool idea. And it was running at 90 hertz, oh. I guess, the key. It was yeah. so smooth. Yeah. And it just blew me away that it was so smooth. And all this website was, was, was literally that. It was just a website. So, like, instant loading and uh, crisp visuals. I haven't seen anything that's looked that impressive on a, and especially uh, um, not on a standalone headset. I'm just imagining, too, now being in, like, a virtual office and... Uh, being able to like have a virtual speaker with music playing and position it where I want in the virtual room uh, using like spatial audio. Like I can, cause I'm very weirdly specific Ooh. about not liking. Sometimes I have, I have my, my speaker behind me on my bedside table. I'm like, I don't like how the sound gets to me at my desk from there as, as weird, even though it's like a meter away. Um, and uh, you know, I was just thinking, you know, you could reposition things like the audio, you could, you know, have virtual speakers in different areas and stuff. 
That'd be that's really you know, interesting. Harry. Plus I, I, I'm sure I we like that. Of yet. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And I'm sure as new features come out for Infinite Desktop, uh, it's it won't be limited desktop. It'll be actually Infinite Desktop. So we'll come back and revisit this as a <laughs> topic of conversation later on as features come out. Let's move on to uh, another piece of news. Let's talk about Solaris Offworld Combat. Sci-fi Quake for the VR age. I mean, isn't Quake sci-fi though? So I don't know. I I, I love Quake. I'm a big Quake fan. Quake Arena was always really big. Uh, you know, game. I, I played it with my older children. We would all go out and kill each other in the arena. It's a lot of fun. Who wants to talk about these games? <laughs> it's a it's a data it's cool. game again. I liked it. Yeah, I reviewed yeah. it. Um, so the reviews up at up uh, uploadvr.com. And here on our YouTube channel, you can see a bunch of gameplay footage. Um, we I did a live stream last week. Was that last week? Man, it feels like it was forever ago. Time is, yeah, time is dead now. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Time is an old concept. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Solaris is cool. I, well, what I like about Solaris is that um, I actually prefer playing it on Quest because it is just so smooth. And being able to spin around quickly is so useful without having to worry about the wire. And on Quest 2, it looks great. Um, you know, the resolution looks super, super sharp. Um, it's it's a very fun game. So it's very fast-paced. You know, the weapons are placed on the ground. You run over them to pick them up. And, um, yeah, you probably want to fast-forward some, Heaney, because the beginning of streams are always, like, setting up things. Uh, but it's it's a very cool game. I liked it. Um, there's, there's only a handful of weapons right now. You get a pistol, machine gun, grenade launcher, rocket launcher, uh, deployable shield cover, and mine. Um, there's a handful of maps. It's all got a very, you know, Tron type art style, as you can see. And uh, it's cool. It's cool. I, I liked it. And uh, I hope it continues to get a lot of support and updates. I know that uh, the developer First Contact, they are usually very good about that. Firewall Zero Hour is two years old and it's still getting ongoing support on PSVR from them. Um, it still does incredibly well. I know a lot of people still play it. Um, so I think Solaris has has a bright future, and um, I think it could really expand in a lot of ways, and you know, become a, a really a really solid go to shooter. It's on it's on Quest and uh, Riff right now. It's not on Steam, and it's not on PSVR yet, uh, but it's uh, planning to be cross play and um, all that on everything. When it does launch on PSVR, it will have PlayStation Aim controller support as well, um, so you'll be able to play with that. Um, which does bring me to one of my biggest gripes with the game, though, and that's the fact that your left hand is not tracked. It's very weird. Um, so even though you have two motion controllers, your mm. left hand, um, it, doesn't, it doesn't do anything in the game. So your, your gun you're holding with your right hand, wherever you move your left hand, it doesn't really matter. It just auto kind of attaches it to the gun. And their reasoning for that is um usually when you're playing a VR game if it's it's not accurate it's very finicky and your left hand doesn't really stay where it's supposed to um so they figure you're going to probably hold your hands like this anyway to stabilize your right hand so it doesn't really feel that different even though it doesn't have left hand tracking um and they are right i forget when when i'm playing but i think it's a missed opportunity for more gameplay mechanics you know to have things like uh you know, being able to reach out and place things or throw grenades or interact guns. And yeah. I can reverse what if that. Right? Left... You can reverse that. Yeah. 
Good. Well, you can hand. flip it in the menu. Yeah, it's just well, whatever your primary hand is not is the one that isn't tracked. Mm. Yeah, so you can flip it. Busy, uh, busy yeah, it's, end it's of the year. Game. Busy end of the year for multiplayer shooters, right? You got this. You got Blast on on Resolution from Resolution Games coming out next week. You've got uh, Medal of Honor. True. You've got uh, uh, I mean, Frostpoint Squadron. Frostpoint. You can consider Squadrons, that a multiplayer count. shooter. Yeah, Frostpoint. Yeah. Going to be a lot yeah. of competition uh, this uh, this Christmas for the, like the VR, the dominant VR shooter. Going to be interesting to see who comes out on top. So our last piece of news mm-hmm. here is the uh, which we've already spoken about, which is the Star Wars Squadrons. Uh, do we want to add anything else to the already pretty bountiful conversation we had earlier? <laughs> I hate it. I think it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, now that I've thought about it more and I've, I've remembered how much I enjoyed walking at Onslaught, I don't really like Squadrons very much. No, no. Wow. I'm so, so excited fun. to play it immediately after this. I'm downloading it. So Me quick. and you, Harry. I, Me and you. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. So isn't let's the do download it. like so- uh, 24 gig? I mean, what would that look like on? Uh, that sounds small. It's, it's so probably more than that. Week. No, that sounds like what I had. Uh, I was like at eight gigabytes downloaded of something like that uh, right before I came in here. I tried to but, preload but, it. Would you say it's space? In it? So I'll be waiting like five hours. But nice. Just to be clear, David, there's no co-op or any kind of multiplayer that you can like. You can't run through the, the campaign together. The right? campaign, no, but you can um, do the fleet battle mode and co-op. Against AI, is fleet battle mode just like kind of five v five standard uh, dogfighting? Uh, no, that's dogfight. So there are two modes: oh, there's okay, dogfight, right. which is five v five only, just you know, pew pew pew. That's it. Yeah. Fleet battle is split into three phases. It's like a tug of war. So at the beginning mm. of a fleet battle, you have a dogfight, and whichever side gets the upper hand, it shifts the the front line to the capital ships that you have to try to take out both capital ships on the other side. Once you take those out, you then have to attack their flagship, like a star destroyer or, um, you know, a a carrier or whatever. And those flagships have shield generators. They have power cells. They have turrets. They have all those different things on top of them as defenses that you have to try to target. And there's a, there's a lot of strategy that can, that can be involved in it because while you're attacking their, their flagship, you're going to have the other enemy fighters trying to take you out. And then mm. you also have to defend your carrier that's there trying to fight with you. So, you know, switching to bombers to do bombing runs on the flagship and then switching back to A-wings to tail the TIE fighters and get them off of your bombers and then switching to support ship and then having X-wing, which is kind of a more tanky fighter. And, like, it's very complex. And then the fleet mm-hmm. battle mode, also, it, it can shift back. If they kill, kill you enough and take out your yeah, right. uh, Corvette, then it'll shift the tug back to your side where you have to do another dogfight. And if they win that dogfight, then they go up to your front line. And so it goes mm-hmm. back and forth until one of the ships is destroyed. You know, I think what perhaps the reason why this is being so received, not just because it's a great game, which it obviously is, but I think expectations for this were set so clearly. Like, full props to their kind yeah, of, good I think, point. marketing team for, like, setting the expectations they were like it's a multiplayer game there's single player too but like they're kind of like you know this is it's this kind of game um and it's prior to this price i think i think i saw someone i saw someone say back when this was announced it was it's like 
EA actually listened for once. Yeah. And they have mm-hmm. gone down and made a list of all the things people wanted to hear. And they said all those things. You know, there's no there's no microtransactions. There's you know, like yeah, there's like no microtransactions. There's you know an intricate detailed multiplayer mode. There's co-op, there's cross-play, there's VR, you have all these input modes, you have a full campaign story mode, you can fly in any ship you want, fully detailed cockpit. It's like it's 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 just so crazy like it's it's really like ea is actually starting to listen and you know knock on wood I, i'm i'm gonna knock on my desk here hey. but uh ho- hopefully that you know remains true and and they continue to don't know, worry david actually don't do worry. consumer friendly things the community will find something to complain about don't worry there's got to be something <laughs> oh, yeah. EA that's already happened I, I saw i saw plenty of complaints on the stream you know like there was one person that said, "Oh, there's no motion controller support. I'm no buy for me." It's like, yeah, but have you ever played a VR flight sim other than VTOL that actually plays well with motion controllers only? Yeah. I can't imagine having like split controllers in a game like this where you're holding, you know, uh, you're using it like a gamepad almost, but you're holding them separately, but like separated Joy Cons. I can't stand yeah. playing with like separated Joy Cons, and I can't imagine that would feel good for this. Um, it's like when we played Tetris Effect on the Quest, which was fun, but I hated playing it with separated, like you know, touch controllers. I wanted like a gamepad mm-hmm. to play that. It's such a mm-hmm. it's such a fascinating choice to me because we're at a such a weird place in the VR market where uh, so many devs are focusing around standalone and the Quest, and the main input system there right now is motion controllers. Here's yeah. his choice to focus on uh, gamepad and other input systems, and um, I, I'm I love motion controllers, and I, I love the, the 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 added presence they can give you. Um, sort of like like I really do want to have the the flight stick in my hands mimicked one to one, and have like see my hands on the actual stick in front of me. And I know we're a ways away from that, but like that's going to be a big one for me on a game like this, and. Uh, yeah, but see, to me though, like you notice that stuff before the battle begins, but once you're in combat, you're not looking at your hands anymore. You know, and you yeah. need something that's accurate enough that you don't need to look down. Like if I'm using a joystick and I get comfortable enough to know where the buttons are, um, I'm focused on the on the fight. You know, like I'm 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 making you know I'm I'm doing pings. I'm sending my squadron somewhere. I'm switching my engine powers and my shields and drifting. Really and like I'm too, I'm too busy stick. actually playing the game that you know I don't have time to worry about the fact that I can't see my hands in the game. So, so I, I don't so, I don't know. It's so interesting that like the two kind of uh, most recent like tentpole flight uh, you know VR games, this and Flight Simulator. Excuse me. Are coming out fairly similar in time. So if you are if you do really love flying around in VR and you need to buy a, a you know HOTUS kind of setup, you it's a good time to do it because you're going to get this and then very soon if you have I mean it's Windows MR first but you know eventually you'll get it for uh, Microsoft Flights and mm-hmm. well it's kind of mm-hmm. like this weird period but it's these two really and this one this out. one does have very flexible flight stick support and and the reviewer guide um you know i i published a post on the site that has a list of different sticks and hodis controllers um that are all like you know come pretty recommended and the cheapest one on there is retail for 40 dollars. it's a logitech i think 3d extreme pro 
Yeah, I've and, seen that. Um, yeah. that. That stick is natively supported by this game. There is a configuration yeah. where you plug it in, no button mapping needed. They've already tested it, confirmed it works fine. So, like, you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars. And then that stick has a built in throttle at the bottom. So, I mean, yeah, right. that, you can totally play this game on a $40, $50 are, flight stick. Are you, are you playing with the big, like, upper throttle thing and the stick as well? Or you got, like, a I tried it. Bits? I tried it, but to me, I just. I'm not used to that. So to me, it was a little more comforting to just have one thing in front of me so yeah. that I could easily, you know, like I could rest my hand on where the buttons are. And I don't know, it just felt a little more natural. I, I know if I, if I were used to it, it would be more realistic to have a separate throttle. Yeah. Um, but the stick I have has a built-in throttle at the bottom. So it, it's totally it playable. really makes me want so, to buy a, a HOTUS, which I don't need, but you know. The well, thing that gets me about this game is, uh, We've already had Eve Valkyrie. We had such a big push for it over a couple of years and it evolved. Uh, there's obviously already, you mentioned No Man's Sky and other sort of space flight games. Uh, I know there's so many popular ones out there. It's just, what do you think the multiplayer community, how long do you think it's going to last, David? Do you think this has staying power and people are going to still be playing this in a couple of years? I think the fact that it has non-VR support means a thousand percent yes, because people still play Battlefront 2. Um, that has um, flight modes. People still play uh, Elite Dangerous. Um, you know, like there, there's a huge audience for games like this. And um, I, th I think VR is probably going to be a fraction of the player base. But um, the good thing is because it has such good support for VR and non-VR, um, you don't need to really think about it or worry at all. You know, it's like it's full cross-play and um, I fully expect this game to have very long legs. I think it'll, I think it'll be around for a while and I'm hoping it gets, you know, improved, you know, some type of update for PS5 and series X. I think, um, it'd be nice to, to play this on those consoles with, you know, even more improved performance and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh. absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, we should probably wrap this episode up. It's been very informative, very thorough. Uh, let's start over here. Harry, do you have any final words before we wrap this episode up? Uh, not much. If you want to hear more about Minecraft PSVR, I think the review will be going up on Saturday on the site. So check that out. I go into more detail about why it, uh, the review is focused on why it doesn't kind of work this version because everyone knows about Minecraft and has an opinion on Minecraft. So this focuses on what specifically the PSVR version kind of where, where it falters. Um, so that's what I've got coming up. So check that out. Uh, Jamie, what about you? Uh, yeah, until you full review tomorrow. Uh, also got plenty more Quest 2 coverage coming up. Going to have a review of the VR cover, the newly designed VR cover. Um, we are working on a video comparing Quest 2 to every Oculus headset ever, which is going to be a really fun one. Uh, and then probably some more graphics comparison uh, videos. Look out for those in the next couple of weeks. Going to be announcing... And also uh, making in sick yes that that'll be coming up too yes <laughs> my it's it's my speciality as obi-wan says <laughs> but yeah, I, don't think, I don't think you saw jamie but david was just spinning in his chair on the spot yeah I, I, I he's not the main guy anymore he's the top guy ah. oh. <laughs> what do you yeah, got um, anything to talk about before we part ways with our audience uh, tomorrow, around the same time as, as I did today, I will be streaming more Squadrons. 
Um, this time, though, I will be doing multiplayer, hopefully, if the servers um, are uh, cooperative and there are people online, which I imagine there will be on launch day. Um, so I'm going to probably just just die a lot. I imagine there's people going to be way better than me. Um, but we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm excited to, to check it out and stream it again. Um, and other than that, uh, that we've got, we've got a lot of pretty big games coming out with the quest two on the horizon. I mean, there's, there's a really, um, a really fun shooter coming out for that, that I, I think we're under embargo. We can't talk about impressions yet, but hmm. I, I'm very excited. It's going to be a quest and PC crossplay, And, uh, it was a lot of fun. So we'll, we'll be talking about that more very soon. Um, a full review of this game will probably go up on Monday with the score. Um, after I've had time to play the multiplayer online, um, they had like a single multiplayer event yesterday for like four hours. It was a very small window and both times I tried to find a match. I could not find one. Um, so I don't know, maybe there's like some separate Illuminati of people that were able to try it before they scored their reviews. I don't know. Uh, that was, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Ian, how about you? Yeah, I was, I've been think, trying to think of a closing statement because it's uh, it's such an interesting time in the VR market. We had a very slow month last month as we knew this was coming, uh, kind of. Uh, things were building, and uh, I'm proud to be working with uh, this team churning out this news. Um, it's been uh, a lot to take in. We're in, what, month seven or eight of... of maybe month six, I can't remember time, but of this pandemic and uh, people, it was, it was weird to listen to John Carmack's comments where he's saying like, they only accidentally benefit from the pandemic um, was more or less the gist of the comment. You can read that comment and put it in full context on the site. But like the, the gist of it was VR is selling really well during the pandemic and people are using it. But number one, Facebook had all its social services turned off um, or, or more or less dying during uh, the early part of the pandemic. And they were out of stock of the quest, uh, the original quest, the, the rest of the pandemic. And we're about to see a period where they've got more of these headsets put onto the market. Jamie talked about it a little bit on Twitter, seeing sort of friends that haven't talked about VR waking up uh, at this moment. And it's so funny to kind of like be in this place where we've played Gunjack five years ago on a headset where you couldn't lean around uh, an E Valkyrie where you could lean around, but you had to have six wires running around your living room in order to have a VR experience to here in 2020, where uh, average people really are for the first time Blibs. waking up to a uh, $300. I can't. I can't tell if Ian is making a closing statement for a podcast or accepting practicing his prize speech for the Pulitzer this year. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> very, very grand ways. We've got a lot of really big news to cover. We're trying to get. We're trying to keep on top of it. It's it's really weird to kind of hear how excited everyone is for 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 these games and to play these games and be so. I mean, there is going to, it's going to be so incredible that Halloween with, uh, what saints and sinners and five nights of Freddy's in so many homes, scaring so many people at with, it's going to be the easiest thing to set up that anyone has ever shipped for VR. 
to have those incredible experiences. I just, we've never seen them in a moment like that before. And I'm kind of taking it in that this is really a moment of change uh, for the moment, for, for the market, in my opinion. And you guys are doing a great job covering it. Absolutely. And totally agree. We do live in interesting times, don't we? This is, yeah, is that, is that clapping? Does that come through? Yeah, well, well, very good. Yes. And uh, if you agree with Ian and you think that these are exciting, interesting times, and there's plenty of stuff to read and watch and learn about, go to uploadvr.com for all your news, reviews, comments, and interviews from the VR industry. Uh, very good. I want to thank you all very much for watching. And we'll see you in the future. Oh, well, be good lives. <laughs>